0: Well, all right. All right. Let me turn let's off Let's go. This Three questions. You got your notes? You got your questions for me? Yeah, I got my fucking questions Let's go. For you. you know, but uh, uh, f- the Jimmy Pardo version of this is just one question. What's your fucking deal? <laughs> and that covers all of it. All right. right. Let's So look. go. 90 and I'm going to sit here and I'm going to be quiet. I don't believe that part for a second. And I'm going to look at you with judgment in my eyes. All right. So status quo. What's your fucking deal, Jimmy Pardo. Are you asking me? Who am I looking at? I don't. know. I don't know. I mean, I know I, I got beady eyes. This but the professional way you start your program? It, it's, it's been started. Unbelievable. When we were talking about my tax troubles, that's, <laughs> going, that's going right <laughs> that's, into the, That's going in. That's going right into the I fucking I'd podcast. open with that. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. People, I want to get the audience on my side. Yeah, they won't like, be. Oh, no, of based course on what they I won't. heard, they of won't course be. They won't because <laughs> I'm not. Um, anyway, let's put uh, let's put down the charade and uh, let me say I love you. I'm so oh. happy that you're here. This is going to possibly be the easiest one of these to do. Maybe
2: the most difficult at the same time. Why? Because of your love and admiration. No, man. no,
0: no. It'll be easy. Well, Because we'll even out. if you tear at my heartstrings, mm-hmm. you know, even if you do a Sweeney on Marin on me, uh, you don't know what that uh, Is that Julia Sweeney? No, 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 Mike Sweeney. Mike Sweeney went on Mark Maron. Went on Mark Maron. And. And talked about his childhood. Oh, which is not a. It's a a jaw dropper. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I imagine yours was a little less rough uh my childhood yeah. yeah a lot less rough yeah yeah uh i mean you can't be as well put together as you without having come from a pretty solid background of love and support well uh i don't know if that's 100 percent true either um
2: <laughs> i think i'm an average guy yeah a, wearing an average suit going to an average job what song is that I'm just an average is it, guy. Is it a Go- Billy Joel song? No, but it sure sounds like one, does it? sure it? does. I'm just an average guy going to average something, going to an average job. Is that is that, is that talking heads? Is that what I'm pulling? No. No, nah, I can't think of that. I'm not an average guy, but it's not average suit. It's, I'm just an average guy going to Who cares? Yeah, but yeah, the point yeah. is this. I grew up in Chicago. Second question? <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's where what I'm What year were you born? I want to know how old you, you and
2: were. You and I, I believe we're born in the same year. 66? 1966, the yep. year of our Lord. And, and I believe what, you are slightly younger than me? You were born in what the summer. What month are you?
0: I'm October twenty eighth. Yeah, I'm July twenty eighth. Okay, so three months. You're older than me. God damn it. Yeah. Hey, do you see? uh I'm Speaking of that, rub your fucking uh, nose in that for the rest of our lives. Well, uh, which aren't
2: that long. It won't be that long. No, we got forty years tops. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I probably got a little longer, just based on. Oh, absolutely. Uh, on uh, uh, food intake. Um, oh, you motherfucker! I meant, I there. meant the
0: style that you eat. You eat a <laughs> sausage, a beef. <laughs> I go lean well, meats. Also, I'm I all thought, lean meats. No, the style, the style too is just too fast. I'll I'll probably
1: choke to death
0: um, you know I had
2: to slow down I actually was told by a uh, a physical therapist that was not talking about my I was not there for my weight right. but that I uh, that I'm chewing too quickly I'm like how do you know that and she goes I just know you are so I need and she wasn't wrong was she examining your stool how did she know I don't know it was uh, it, it, I, I, I'm still flummoxed by it right um, but I, I I take my time chewing now based yeah, yeah. on on this woman because she wasn't wrong
0: I know there's so many I, – I recently too, and this is, you know, the 900th time I've gone in this campaign, drink more water, stupid. Yeah. Because, I'll you know, like I'll be like, I have a headache. And then I realize, oh, I've drank nothing but black coffee all fucking day.
2: Yeah, but you think you're taking liquid in uh, so it – Oh, yeah, it, no. It, it equals yeah. out. I said no. liquid. My, I, I'm wearing
0: Invisalign, so liquid kind of got caught up in the braces. Oh, we'll save that. That's going to be the big ender, your Invisalign. To take them out? No, no, no. To talk about it. So that's where I'm going. Yeah, yeah. That'll be the. That'll be straighter the, teeth. The sexy button on the end of this. Well, listen. That,
2: that we call that uh, teasing in the business. I've been doing podcasting a long time, so I don't. You know, have. Been I know. Doing so, I know some terms more than you might
0: know, and we're going to be getting to uh, that now. You know, actually, I will say this oh, right what? now. What? When people people had Team Richter, as I like to call them, mm-hmm. because I find it hilarious, A that there's a team, and B that they are in any way concerned with me or my <laughs> or my career. Yes. Team Richter would occasionally say, and by uh, folks, I mean my agent manager people would say, You should do a podcast, you should do a podcast. And I n- always shied away from it, a because I'm not a really big podcast consumer. You don't have to be a, a yeah. consumer. No, I know, but podcast. you but think Conan O'Brien still, listens to one? <laughs> he doesn't even. She still doesn't listen to one. He doesn't even really. I don't think he fully understands what he's doing <laughs> when he records a podcast. He said, th- "I don't know. I think he must thinks that you know uh, is going on some airline somewhere <laughs> uh, in place of pilot chat." Uh, but I. Uh, <laughs> I I, so, I mean but I also I, I would feel dilettantish you know I would feel like like a like a dabbler like a Johnny come lately and you honestly were one of the reasons that I would I would demur when they would ask me to do that because like you were in on this thing so early mm-hmm. and in such a really truly I am going to say visionary way that I would feel like A fucking asshole coming in and being like, I'm gonna do a podcast. Fuck you, Jimmy, you know? And especially because I do have this apparatus at my disposal in terms of promotion and all this other stuff, and I'm on a TV show. So I totally understand why someone who has been toiling trying to build a podcast i mean not i don't mean you cuz you're established mm. but i mean but other people that are like in podcasts really kind of devoted to it really think about it really you know although there's not that many people most people don't even fucking try but anyway the <laughs> but people that are really into it and then all of a sudden there's somebody like person. me yeah. who's on a tv show mm-hmm. who has all this like built in mm-hmm. built in publicity Built-in, you know, uh, ability to get listeners comes in, and Lottie does his way in, and I can see how that would be annoying. However, I overcame all that, and here I am. Yeah, here um, I am. Uh, you're not wrong. I resent a lot of people. Oh, I, but I know that. I, I the truth is, I don't resent
2: anybody. But I, I there was that's a not, time that's not the truth where people would come to me and they would say, "Hey, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. Are you okay with that?" Like that's how early I was yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I would go, yeah, dude right right yeah. did somebody have to go to the first stand-up and go hey i'm thinking about telling jokes no no no, no, no that's like my the, thing the
0: wright brothers they might have said like hey i'm thinking of building a lighter than aircraft yeah are you okay with that hmm. wright brothers what were their names yeah, orville orville and Redenbacher.
2: i think. No, Redenbacher's the fellow with the popping corn no, i'm um, not sure what that means oh popcorn popping corn is a fun way of saying popcorn uh an oh, old-timey way of right, saying right, it right right um uh, but I won't I, listen. Just to 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 put a button on what you just said, I I do think it is very even as much as I'm established in this podcasting world, uh, it is uh, when a when, when a famous person jumps in and all of a sudden has a million downloads. That's a little frustrating. Yeah, and uh, you know to be a you know, to be one of the first and
0: now just be considered a journeyman. Right. is uh, maybe you know. I mean listen, lying. I'm I'm new to this. Conan started before me. Mm-hmm. He uh, you know, I do I do well this podcast does well. And then I see that he gets a million downloads and it pisses me off. And here I am. what right do I have to be pissed well, off? Well, I
2: mean well, in fairness, you're talking to me and he's talking to Hillary Clinton. So there's a oper- uh, chance there that maybe uh, yeah, but still, he's not involved at the
0: downloads at all. In entertainment value, are you going to listen to him talk to Hillary Clinton? or Are you going to listen to me talk to you? at d- divorce yourself from your own personality and everything. What's going to be a better listen? Uh, in in in
2: October of well, October, what month is this? December of two thousand nineteen. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to
0: say Hillary Clinton. Oh, you fucking, you're just wrong. I'm going to say Hillary Clinton. This podcast is going to be so much better than that. And I didn't listen to it, so it, you know, I don't know. It might be great. I I, I she might have really spilled the beans on Whitewater you know i think that woman's got
2: some things to say and i enjoy her and i like i think she speaks eloquently <laughs> wow i
0: uh what office are you mayor of fucking baldwin Hills? my wife and i were all in on hillary clinton we were, oh, I, we no, were I, all I, in on hillary clinton. i wasn't all in but i certainly did like her and i certainly did think that she would be a really good president um i really do yeah but uh, for what's happening
2: right now will beckton would be a really good president <laughs> <laughs> you want that beard behind the uh
0: sitting in the oval office well sitting behind the dials right now um no, the, but- the dials. The, yeah, yeah. The Is it dials. N- 1978? you going to uh, tape this, uh, tape to ge- spice it I, together? I said, okay, I gave you a little bit of shit about popping corn, and you're going to do this to me about dials? Uh, Goose Gander, buddy. Well, oh. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a t-shirt. Goose, Goose Gander, buddy. Goose Gander, buddy. <laughs> um,
2: um, yeah, what's your question? I don't know. Uh, I think this will be very entertaining. I At least I hope it will be, but I also think the Hillary Clinton one probably will be too.
0: Is it out yet? Is, yeah. yeah, it came out. Is it entertaining? Oh, they have Yeah, to I had to see that. these a-holes with their yeah, pictures no taken by Hillary Clinton. They, as they said, that tears welled in their eyes. Yes, it's very
2: entertaining. Can we pretend, by the way, that maybe Chelsea Clinton was there too? Maybe you a-holes can promote the fact that she was on that podcast. It's she was, all, right? She was, but it's all, I got to talk to Hillary. Hey, here's Hillary. Hey, there's poor Chelsea sitting there. It's her effing book there. Mom put her name on. I don't know if any of that part's true, by the way. Right, right, but, yeah. but let's give Chelsea some credit. She's wonder. By the way, there's nobody that handles Twitter with more class than Chelsea Clinton. Nobody handles it with more class than
0: Chelsea Clinton. Can we cut out the Chelsea pandering when this. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think anyone cares. I've got her coming on my show. I've got Amy Carter coming on my show. Um, oh, too bad Billy Carter's dead. Well, we lost him early. Yeah, we uh, sure and did. I, and I lost, we lost the fellow that played- uh, Roger Clinton? Roger Clinton. We lost yeah, yeah. Roger too. Oh boy. I had all of them coming on. I saw him once, uh, Roger Clinton, back in the day, uh, sitting at the bar at Dan Tana's, eating dinner next to Dabney Coleman. What the F? Yeah, yeah. Not together, just both of them solo eating R- dinner the Right, but at the they bar. were there. Yeah, that's a nice
2: one too. Oh boy, I tell you, I saw Dabney Coleman recently in an old episode of Columbo. <laughs> I'm, I'm obsessed Me, with Columbo Me now. TV? Uh, no, it's on. Uh, it's on IMDb
0: TV, which I didn't know was a thing. Until what is that? Eight episodes ago. Is it on your TV station dial, you or streamed. is it on TV? It's a streaming thing.
2: Oh wow! IMDb TV. But they have commercials, uh, but it's free. Right, right. And uh, so uh, I, I went through uh, Mannix. Yeah. I went through Kojak. Right. And now I'm on Columbo. Kojak's pretty good. Kojak's the best. Oh, Kojak's. And fantastic. Columbo's a close second. And yeah, Maddox yeah. is great too. Columbo
0: is really a good show. It's, it's great. really a good show. And I And just, he's great. Always oh, fantastic. And I never get over the um just the cavalcade of fucking like how many fucking like, yeah, I'll take Jack Cassidy. Any day. By the way, Jack Cassidy is the best villain. Oh. And so- And, and he's a villain in that thing like three like different three ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they go,
2: yeah.
0: Lieutenant. Yeah,
2: like yeah, Like the, yeah. when they're trying to cover that they haven't killed somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lieutenant, now what is it now, Lieutenant? <laughs> and Jack Cassidy and, and Shatner is on one. He does yeah. great. The one I watched last night had Donald Pleasance. And, oh, boy. And he played like a wormy wine connoisseur and was just played it to, to perfection.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's what I do before I go to sleep. <laughs> My, just as a side, this is, just reminds me because it's a good Peter Falk story that my, my lawyer told me. Oh, I'd like to hear it. When my lawyer – my lawyer now is – he he's getting near passing off the firm to his son. So he's been around forever. When he was a young lawyer, like first starting out, one of the company he works for his clients was Peter Falk. And Peter Falk had been doing Columbo – for six years at this point and was going crazy, hated it, was bored, wanted out, you know, um, and and they said like – they said, well, the only way you're going to get out – he had a couple of years on his contract. The only way you're going to get out of this is if you – if it becomes so detrimental to your mental well-being that they they are going to have to let you out of the – contract and he said that Peter Falk was delighted and <laughs> thrilled to go to work and put on a show right. of being mentally distressed love it and that was like in addition to doing the show and he's being doing another show Colombo, he's doing the show he really loves yeah. to do which is how like depressed and sad and miserable and driven out of his mind all total bullshit and um <laughs> and and they like doubled his salary, <laughs> and then and all of a sudden his mental illness was cured. Did it clear up? Uh, it absolutely, right? It's Incredible. You don't need a pill. Oh yeah, yeah. You're Peter Falk. Uh, all right, gonna, gotta, yeah. Wait, wait, just one more thing. All right, yeah. So wait, I, do, I do. How that much? With, uh, how much more? Ah, oh, I feel better. I see.
2: I uh, I do it with Oliver, uh, my my twelve uh, year old son. Uh, I call him over and I do uh, I, interrog- I interrogate him about his school day Columbo style. Uh-huh. Uh, I see, and then uh, and then after that you went to a different class. Uh-huh. I see, and then in that <laughs> class is it safe to say that you were sitting at a uh, at a desk? You were at a desk. I see. So, let me okay. get this straight. And then okay, well that sounds great. So you had a good day at school. Uh, one more thing, when school was over, how did you get out of there? <laughs> so i and i do it and
0: and he loves it for about right. the first 12 minutes sure sure of course and then it's like and then the we... last 40 he's like come on <laughs> yeah. dad wrap it up safely and do you have like a mozzarella cheese stick or something I do. subbing as the cigar yeah or... i got the uh, the pull away mozzarellas <laughs> what's that
2: that's not called pull away what's that called the uh, string cheese uh, string cheese yeah 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 um I had an pull away mozzarellas you, uh, incident with what string cheese isn't it isn't that a band Come on, you got to be happy with
0: that, as opposed to your reaction. You know, and I changed my vote. I would rather hear Chelsea. <laughs> and Chelsea solo, to Conan. She did a great About reference. Conan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, how many kids were in your family? God damn it. Let's get back to the uh, whole, you know, biographical bullshit Here's that the deal. to do. I grew up uh
2: initially at 80 uh, at 76th and Cicero that's the south side That's of the Chicago. south side of Chicago yeah uh, right just south uh, in fact our we were one house away from Ford City Mall oh and um uh it was me my dad my brother and my mother that was yeah. that was it the, my brother's two years younger than me Mike and then uh then we moved to Oak Forest for eight months and then we moved to hometown. Which, uh, hometown was at, uh, 87th and Cicero. Uh-huh. And, uh, basically it's a, it was built for the, uh, the World War II or the Korean War bets, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it's a one mile by one mile kind of just little town, uh, in between Evergreen Park, uh, Oak Lawn and Chicago.
0: Uh-huh. Um. And I, like, all the houses are the same. They're like was- duplexes. Oh, okay. So it
2: was, I want to say, seven to 900 square feet. Wow. So, like, a really... For four people. For four people. Wow. And, um... Did you have more room in Orland Park? Uh, Oak Forest. Oak Forest. I'm sorry. Oak Forest. We did, but I, I, uh, my parents ended up, they got divorced. Oh, I see. So we moved to hometown... With your mom. With my mom. Okay, I see. And, um... And then my mom remarried a guy named Ron, who she was married to for 30 years. Okay. Um, and he had three um, sons. Okay. So uh, there were times where there were seven people in that in that place, you know, five boys and two adults in a seven to 900 square. You didn't move into Ron's place or anything? I think, I, I want to say Ron was maybe in, a, in an apartment. Oh, okay. Because uh, Ron had just gotten divorced too. Oh, wow. Here's the, uh, I don't know if you know this about me. Uh, My mom married my uncle My mother, Elaine Was married to my father, Jim Right Jim's sister, Pat Was married to a gentleman named Ron uh, Well, Ron and uh, Pat got divorced And Jim and Elaine got divorced And then Elaine and Ron got
0: married That is so convenient um, Or confusing and awful yeah, Around the hard holidays world. Yeah, 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 weird Um, Well, did your dad then marry His sister? Oh, it was no. his sister? Okay. No. Yeah, that would be weird. Yeah, that's not. Uh, that's not going to fly. It would also be weird if, like, your mom had married her sister's ex-husband. But this it, way, it was like the two outsiders. It was the two outsiders. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And um, uh, and then, like I say, they were together thirty years. Yeah. Uh, but it was always were uh, sparks flying. You think? What do you mean by that? Do you mean before the, was there before chemistry the split prior? Ups, yeah. I was a child, six, yeah. seven, eight years old. Um, but I'm guessing.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing. And it's not anything they ever shared with you? Uh... Like, uh, Jimmy, we were hot for each other. You got to know that.
2: You know, those type of things, uh, you know, the, the Chicago way where you keep some things <laughs> hidden uh, yeah, yeah. and don't. Uh, uh, my mom was a pretty open person, but we also like to, you know, uh, hey, I'm going to tell you something, but don't tell your aunt this. Uh-huh. Why would I ever tell my aunt this? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I say hello,
0: then I sit on a couch and uh, wait for the presents to be open. Uh, <laughs> uh, See, that sounds healthy. There, there, was no, there were some less ha- healthy boundaries in my family. What do you mean? by that oh no, i know all kinds of fucking details that there's no way i should know that were just casually said over brunch really yeah like things like simultaneous orgasms and things like that kid you not by your parents yeah. uh, i mean your oh, parents yeah. would have these simultaneous yeah yeah, yeah yeah. like your father would wait no i don't know like i, to I, think I did, your father wait. i didn't dive in i just was i heard that phrase being mentioned as if it was something that i as a teenager needed to know yeah. And, you know, great. Would you ever <laughs> in your
2: circle jerks have simultaneous uh, orgasms? I never circle jerked in my life. Not either. me either. No, no. Do you know anybody that has? Like, have you ever met a guy that went, oh, yeah, we did that. In, I don't know a single person.
0: I can't know. I can't think of can't anybody. Can't either. At least not a uh, heterosexual person. I think that it's a far more common thing among among gay men. Th- see, that I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take your word for yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but no, more than one person in the room while I'm involved in that activity is just—I can't even. I don't. No. I'm not comfortable with more than one person
2: in the house while doing no, that. No, t- no, no.
0: Yeah, uh, I can't even. Yeah. That said, yeah, you, I hear the tick of the, the click
2: of that lock. Go time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, we got a little, oh little it's more like, time. Here more like Jimmy
2: Pargo. <laughs> <laughs> Glug. Oh um I do remember and I know this is off topic but uh, it, it's about growing up I do remember that I was at a sleepover once we we had a uh uh I was in theater in high school mm-hmm. and we had a uh, uh the guys had a hey the guy cast somebody had a sleepover yeah and then we all were there and then somebody, uh, I want to say a guy named Gary uh had to be brought up masturbation and yeah. and I remember my shoulders having so much relief like oh I, this is something we could talk about we yeah, all yeah. we all do this yeah this there's not shame in this yeah i mean there still was you still didn't talk about it with family and stuff, sure but, sure but it was like such a relief that here was eight dudes like one by one going yeah yes yes yeah. yes yes
0: uh no we didn't then go let's do it now right right um we then went and tried to find some girls to i remember being a freshman or something and a kid and there, and a kid Talking openly in like health class or something about masturbation and then it being a healthy, normal thing and him getting just relentlessly teased oh. by it. Oh, it's just awful. Isn't that, you know, it's like, awful. I, I, I it, this is
2: similar yet not similar. I remember this, uh, and by the way, I have the punchline in this, so I, I end up looking like the hero here, but it's still, the point is still relevant to what you're saying, uh, in high school, you know, we had to take showers mm-hmm. and, you know, with no stalls or anything. It was just, you right, know, right. Like, like you're in prison. Right. And you would get in and get out as quickly as possible. And one time, this one guy, one of the jock a-holes comes out and he wanted to make fun of this guy named Dan, who wasn't popular, you know, and yeah. probably was the nicest guy in school. Right. But nobody cared. You know what right. I mean? Um, and so he. And easy pickings. And too. easy pickings. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and just, you know, and I, I, you know, there were times that I was guilty of that because I wanted to be liked badly. Yeah, yeah. And then there were times where I would defend that guy because I wasn't that far removed from that guy either. Yeah, yeah. I was closer to that guy than I was to the popular people. Anyhow, this, one of the popular guys comes out and he's got soap in his hand. And he goes, look what Dan did. He just jizzed into my hand, like to make him look stupid. And I went, well, you caught it. And everybody died laughing. He uh did one of those towel things to me, one of those yeah, towel whip yeah. things w- yeah, which yeah. really effing hurt. Oh yeah. Uh but it was like why why did you think why, like how did you think that was gonna insult him, yeah, first yeah, of all? Yeah. That Look, it's all over my face. Look at him. Got he got me all over the face. Hey. Pearl necklace.
0: Boy. That guy's something quite a trajectory on his ejaculate. Right. What? Got me right in the face. Can you believe it? What a queer. <laughs> right?
2: Those guys are queer, Jim. I think that Dan <laughs> – look what Dan did. Look what the queer did in the shower, Jim.
0: That is – as you and I always talk about, that is 90% of the people we grew up with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and certainly in the there, South side. There was, Yeah, there was less of that accent out where I grew up. It's a, it is amazing how, how a half an hour's difference can make a difference Wait, between – You had a little yeah, bit Jim, of a, of a Southern Lilt, too, they're, they're right? They're queer, Jim. Yeah, yeah. They're queer, Jim. And then, there's also, and then there was just – like my grandparents and – like my grandparents' friends all talked a little bit like this, you know, mm-hmm. kind of just a little bit of southerny kind of stuff, right? You know, in Aurora, in Aurora, pa- or Morris. Aurora. Were your yeah, grandparents yeah. in Morris? No, close to Yorkville is Yorkville. the name of the town. No, yeah, you know? but it was in those days. It was a farm town. It was, yes. you know, and and so yeah, no, it was. There was a lot of country people, you know, right from other places, but also too, nobody was talking about. Cash back on your Dodge, you know, in in Yorkville, right? That was nobody's native speak yet. Like I say, half an hour away, right? You know, yeah. We're was, gonna go to the mall, Jim. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. gonna go there. We're gonna hot right, dog. Right. We're gonna cook. Right. You gonna get a pop? You get a pop? Get you get a pop? A, I'm gonna get a brat and a pop. Yep. Now it was it was pop, but yeah, yeah the, but the accent was just different. It's weird. Yeah. So uh, so you were in theater. I mean, did you- I was. You were a crea- Were you, a, and you sound, you know, you're there wisecracking against some jock about to pick on a nerd. You're like a fucking Robin Hood of wit. Well, again, at that moment- Yes. There were other times where I would, yeah, it is. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, I was- <laughs> uh,
2: You got him. You got, you yeah. made Dad look dumb, buddy. <laughs> uh, it was, you know, in, in, in hometown, which
0: is really, you know, that was- That's such a fucking like- you know, Logan's run name for it's it. It's crazy, hometown. right? Hometown. Welcome to hometown. Uh, population. Conform.
2: 5,000, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Very tiny. Yeah. And I step on your conform piece, but- That's uh, all right. didn't uh, But I think there was, a, in a weird way, there was that, because if you thought outside of the box of the South Side, you know, it's like, uh, you know, uh, hey, I heard your mom voted for Jesse Jackson, Jim. Yeah, yeah. 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 She yeah. thinks he's the most qualified to, to be yeah. president. Ah, yeah. interesting, huh? Yeah. But okay. he's a blick. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Sure and is. that's who she chose to vote for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard
0: your mom – first of all, how would you hear that? Right.
2: And, uh, you know, and it was true. My mom did. Did you it. have a yard
0: sign or something?
2: No. Yard, we, we, it wasn't a yard sign area. We weren't uh, – uh, you know, we, I probably – we were afraid of having our – my mom was probably afraid of having her house burned
0: down <laughs> by having a Jesse Jackson sign right, up. Right, right. Especially, yeah. But her secret vote was well known. So, yeah. Well, that is very strange. Thing. Like, why did people – how did they know that my mom voted for her? Because my mom wasn't like going to PTA meetings and running her mouth they about it. She had a conversation with somebody. There's and then no somebody way. runs yeah, their mouth it, and all yeah, of yeah, a sudden. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: I also had this, by the way, when I I, I had to get some new tires for my Fiero. Um, and I went to my girlfriend's house. Jesus Christ. Wow. And uh, we wow. get it. You got pussy. Really? <laughs> like, you know what? Time in my life that I did. <laughs> um, I went to her, my girlfriend's house and her dad said that. Uh, I hey, here you got some new tires. You went and bought it from the Indian, huh? And I'm like, oh, oh I go, what? I go, I went to the Goodyear on ninth. It's Indian owned, huh? I, I don't know, dude. I'd like, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Did I, I it bought, says Goodyear. I, I I bought, I needed tires. That was the spot. Yeah, I, yeah, If I bought three, I got one free. I don't know why I need to be a bigot about where I'm buying my tires. Yeah, yeah. You a-hole. Yeah, yeah. Um.
0: Anyway, go back. To so sh- why didn't you stick around the South Side? Ugh.
2: <laughs> you know what's weird? I stuck around the South Side a lot longer than- uh, You wanted to? Well, people kept on saying, and I know we're bouncing around timeline-wise, but like when I started stand-up, why don't you move into the city? Why don't you move into the city? And it was like, well, because it's only a 30-minute car ride, and my mom and stepdad say I can live here for free. Yeah, yeah. Why would I want to split rent with four guys right. and have, a,
0: have right. bunk beds? Right, right. Um, and a Fiero was a very uh, economical car at the time. Oh, it was sleek. Mm. Um, mm. And then I bought, uh, after the
2: Fiero, I got a Chrysler LeBaron convertible. Oh, my God. Which in Chicago, too hot to put it down oh in the summer, God. too
0: cold in the winter. Never had to talk down. You were like a divorcee before you were even married. I so badly wanted that convertible.
2: <laughs> and when I could afford it, I got it, man. You got, it. Did got you,
0: it. Was it new? Did you buy it new? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow.
2: yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Yeah, I bought it uh, when I worked at MCA Records. I uh, uh-huh. I finally had the money to buy my dream car, which was a Chrysler LeBaron convertible. In Chicago. In Chicago. So
0: eight months out of the year, um, you're driving under a leather bag. Basically. That and you then, can't see out. And of.
2: then again, in the summer, way too hot and humid. So like you wouldn't <laughs> put it down for that either. <laughs> right, right. Like, hey, should we put the top down? No, oh, it seems kind of oh, hot. gross. Under the air conditioning. Yeah, yeah that makes yeah.
0: sense.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, did it have wood sides? Say it again? Wood size? Did, mine did not have the wood size. Mine no. was a nice, beautiful uh, red with the black top. Oh, wow. That I got, uh, I got it over there at the. Uh, oh, what was the name of it? Community? No. Man Carey? No, it wasn't Man Carey's because those guys uh, may have been mobbed S- up. Salozzi Edelson? Wasn't those guys no, either. That oh, was Ford. what was it? 147th and Cicero. I'll never remember the name of it. Ah, well, don't. Then let's not
1: waste time.
2: This is valuable podcast time. Carrie Frank was the sales manager. Remember that guy's Carrie? name? Carrie Frank. Wow. Yeah, yeah. How you doing, Jim? Yeah, we'll get you in that card.
0: Yeah, we'll get you all. Yeah, Jim.
2: Yeah, we we'll get that. You look you've, you've been dreaming about it, eh, Jim? Looking to uh, right there. You put that. That's oh, where you yeah. put the. Uh, you know, your soda, or dare I say, yeah. you put your beer. Oh, I don't drink. Mm-hmm. Never mind that. Um, That's 100% (laughs) That's a true conversation
0: (laughs) Uh, Now you're going to like this ragtop You can never use it Oh, sounds great, thank you Yeah, yeah yeah. Perfect for you, Jim (laughs) All right, so you're in
2: theater in high school Well, in hometown Yeah uh, Hometown was very uh, athletic Uh uh, Based, you know, little league football That sort of thing And I wasn't good Yeah. And so, uh, but I was uh, into choir and recitals and all that. I Uh I enjoyed doing that. We didn't really do plays. We would do, um, in grade school, we would do kind of like uh, a tribute to West Side Story. Uh
0: Uh-huh. And then- uh, And you like singing. And I did like singing. Yeah, yeah. And
2: we would do like seven songs from it. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? But, you know, the acting would be gone and, uh, you know, again, more like recitals. So we would do that sort of thing or Grease. Was there goofy Uh, choreography too? I'd imagine. Oh, I hate that um, I remember one time We did We were doing a tribute To the Beatles Yeah And I was part of The Sergeant Pepper phase Oh sure And so I had a A trumpet as my prop And I remember at uh, During the trumpet solo I, And I can't I don't know the Beatles Well enough I'm embarrassed to say uh, To know, remember what song it was But it, And I turned to my side To my right side And, and pantomimed Playing it and uh, got in trouble for that because it was not part of the uh, the choreography. I was in the moment and oh, wow. uh, they were like, yeah, you know what? That's not what we had planned. I'm like, so me
0: having an instinct is being squashed? Yeah. Seems what odd. What are you, anti-hometown? <laughs> this is hometown, This is Jim. hometown. We don't do this here. Jim, it's hometown. Jim. And uh, Come was, on, we're Jim. still not comfortable with yeah, what yeah, your mother yeah. did. No freelancing in hometown. Uh, I'm sure that uh, your mom's candidate would have no problem with it. <laughs> But, uh, but but here he, it, he didn't win, did he, Jim? Yeah, he sure didn't. You no. know, God, God forbid, he sh- he would have. <laughs>
1: Uh, so perfect. <laughs> uh,
2: not everybody, of course. Not, no, everybody. No, not everybody. Not everybody. Just I, I've got eighty five percent. Your number, not mine. Uh, uh-huh. I probably would have gone higher.
0: Okay. <laughs> I. Uh, uh,
2: so so you were yes. in, yeah. And so that, I did all that. But, I, yes. But did,
0: is it accepted? Are you ostracized? Are you not ostracized? You know, do they say like that? Jim's a little light in his loafers. There yeah. was
2: there was one guy that did that, uh, and then he convinced in sixth grade. This is one hundred percent true. In sixth grade, there was a guy named Jerry. Uh, Fucking who's uh, last name I won't give, but I do on every other podcast, so you could easily find it. Right. Uh, who was kind of the bully big man on campus. Uh, in fact, Danielle, I, I pulled out a picture recently of sixth grade and she goes, that's him. Like she knew exactly <laughs> who it was in the photograph. Wow. Um, and he convinced everybody that I was, uh, well, we didn't use the word gay cause we didn't really know what it meant. Right, right. I was that because I liked girls. That was the logic. Oh, because you were friends with girls. Uh, I, and I was uh,
0: smooching with them and such. Oh, w- w- yeah. That is not the definition, right? That we had out in Yorkville, uh, or anywhere really. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, Jim's got to be uh, an F because uh, he's in choir and he's uh, he's hanging out with the girls.
0: Yeah, smooching, it's like, smooching on. on. It's like, how is that the? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. You know. I hear he's sexually attracted to him. <laughs> right. There's
2: rumored that he might have put a tongue in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, ooh la la. Yeah. So that was uh so that is so sixth grade I was not well liked because um the girls liked me and I may have been considered a little light in the loafers. Sure because I was in choir. Yeah. Um in fact um somebody wrote that on the on a locker once. Uh Jim's an F. Uh, enjoy uh, choir practice or something. Okay, and uh, thank you. Okay, but 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 I was it devastated me in yeah. sixth grade. Yeah, yeah. You know now I could say thank you and go f yourself. Yeah, yeah. But then it was, you know, I had a, a knot in my stomach. Why don't people like me? Why can't you know? Uh, why yeah. you know? It, instead of going well, this group of
0: people does like you. Yeah, yeah. You know who gives an, uh, a damn about these people? It's a it's a different world too now because my you know my son is gay and. He told me once when he was in junior high, and I think most – he wasn't uh, – you know, he didn't make – I think most kids kind of figured out early on that he was gay, mm-hmm. even in junior high. And he, I remember he told me once that he was sitting around with a group of boys, and some of them his friends, and one of them was talking about, that's so gay. Oh, my God, that's so gay. That's – oh, my God, that's gay. And my son said, is that a problem? Like, is being gay, is that a problem? And they all kind of went – they weren't necessarily chastened. They were just like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess it isn't. Right. Like, <laughs> like it, they right. put two and two together and like, Man. oh, I guess I don't really have a problem with gay. Yeah. You know, really per se. And so, yeah, to say something is gay is like, you know – although I must admit, like, there's still an eighth grader in me. Sure, of course. That will see something. It's like Amy and David Sedaris used to call things, that's quarr. Like that's choir, like, like over-emotional or over-sentimental or just kind of prissy or fey, like that's choir. And there's still things where I'll be like a commercial come on and just to make the person I'm with laugh, I'll go gay. (laughs) Right. You know, and it's, it's totally dumb and it's, you know, but it's like. uh, like,
2: I I get two things. Growing up, and I'm sure it was the same in Yorktown, Yorkville. Yeah. Yorktown's north of. Yorktown's a mall. yeah. Yeah. A beautiful mall. Oh boy. Um, it uh saying gay, that's so gay for me growing up, we didn't again, we didn't know what gay meant. No, I know, so it was just you know, ah, that's gay, that guy's gay, that's like we didn't know what it, it, it meant, nothing, yeah. So it was only till maybe literally 10 years ago that I, me and my friends stopped saying it, yeah, because it was like, hey, you know what, it's a different world now, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and to say, hey, that guy's a, a you know, right, I think
0: it's like that, that's. I just in the last few years realized I should stop saying cocksucker as a derogatory Isn't that phrase. funny? Because it is like – Because you're basically a, saying the same thing. Yeah, you're saying the same thing and but also it's like – a fun word to say. It's a, such a good word to say. But it also – when you think about it too – what a lovely act. Why would I want to make right. that a derogatory thing? You right. know, I'm I'm pro-cocksucker, you know? Like, I,
2: but I get it. I think at the time, it probably was a, again, we were oh, too young to understand.
0: A, it's absolutely a homophobic yes. statement. But like I say, when somebody cuts you off in traffic, boy, is that a good one to yell. Uh, it just feels good to yell it, you know? Uh, but I, I, you know, I- I, I, <laughs> one of the many sacrifices I've had to make to wokeness yes. is not screaming cocksucker in my closed car well you know? you're in your closed car you could do <laughs> nobody's hearing no, but I, I try not you know what I mean Cause I, it's of course like, I do yeah 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 I try, I'm trying to like train myself yeah. like, a, like a dog you know like with repetition like you know if you do it here you'll do it out there somewhere yeah that's a good point you
2: know? yeah we uh, uh, on our podcast, uh, the award-winning, never not funny that uh, came up earlier in the program. Uh, we were saying it. We're not going to get to it, so you might as well get it in. All there. right, got it. Okay. okay. Uh, we were saying it quite a bit for F- FAG. Yes. And again, playground vernacular. Yeah. And then we did, we got an email from a guy saying, uh, "Hey, you know what? It, you know, I understand you guys are saying this uh, from Ironically, your childhood, and with air quotes, hundred percent, yeah, one hundred percent. But you know what? Could you not? Yeah. And we looked at each other and went." We sure can. Yeah. We, of course we could stop saying this. Yes. The guest that day was Paul Gilmartin. He opens up the door. What's going on, Ephes? And, <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, Paul, we literally today decided we're done with that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, he gets to. Um, and, and again, he was saying it for, he, like, again, yes. ironically yes, stupid. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I was in a movie where I, the character opens up the door and I say, what's going on, F-A-G-G-E-T-S, yeah, yeah. if that's the standard spelling. And- it's like it's I, I, F-A-G-G-O-T. g
0: o t. It is. Yeah, yeah. What's the et? Is that the cigarette? No, that, that's that's Faget. That's a, that sounds like a jewelry line. Oh, that's what we've been referring. Oh, yes, <laughs> the Faget. Oh, Faget. Yes. Oh. Actually, there is there is a and uh, I can't remember the name, but in New Orleans, there's a fancy jewelry store, and it's, I think it's called Mignon Faget. And it's all kinds of, like, jewel-encrusted so, so fleur-de-lis. steak gay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Steak gay steak. Man, yo. Yeah. Come on, come on down to gay steak. Come on down. You guys some gay steak. I'll <laughs> tell key you key.
2: what. That's what yeah, I what yeah. You say Norland? Did you say
0: New Orleans? New Orleans is more, honestly, sounds kind of brooklyn I I can't do it. Jeff. Well, listen. I, this, is the, this is the guy I know. Right, right, right. This, this fellow.
2: This is Justin oh, Wilson. Originally from, from the, the Bayou. Now yeah, he lives yeah. in Narlene and he runs himself a jazz house. Oh, God. Uh, and he's married to, uh, I believe I just said her name on my show, uh. Uh, Denise, but I, he
0: has trouble saying the S's. This is the third um, time I've wanted to say get out uh, during this. What was the first two? Just out of curiosity. I just, uh, they're, gone. they're gone now. And I i really, I washed my hands of them because I got to get through this thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing character work. <laughs> uh, I did plays at high school. Yeah. Uh, Are you thinking that's what I'm going to do in college?
2: Here's what happened. Okay. So we moved from hometown. We moved back
0: to Oak Forest. Yeah. uh,
2: To where now we have a a normal size house. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's me, my mom, and stepfather, and my brother. And I went to Oak Forest High School, and I had no friends because I was new. And um, I I tried out for the sports, and uh, no good, no good, no good. Uh, Again, Oak Forest, very athletic heavy. Yeah. Um, And then it was time for the spring play, which was Bye Bye Birdie. And my English teacher, Linda Deutsch, uh, said to me, uh, hey, you know, auditions are this week. Uh, You really should audition. And I auditioned and I got the role of Randolph McAfee, the young boy. Uh Uh, And uh, and then from there, I was, uh, you know, a theater guy in high school.
0: Yeah. And um, Does does it do you think that and I don't know. I don't know why I'm you know, I'm fishing here. Did the divorce have anything to do with, with that kind of aspect of, you my uh,
2: My manager, Bruce Smith, who I've been with now for 25 plus years. Yeah. Uh, when I did a one-man show back in 2001, uh, he came up with the title based on the show, my one-man show, uh, Attention Must Be Paid. Yeah. And that was the title of my one-man show. And it really, it answers your question. It's like attention i need attention yeah i need yes there's a divorce i you know my mom and stepdad are great and they're
0: supportive my dad lives elsewhere but i want i need to be right there's all that you feel like life is passing you by because all these things are breaking up and yeah and everybody's you know like you got your mom hooking up with your uncle and your dad off probably getting remarried i I assume he did get remarried yeah yeah Uh, Several times. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: But, uh, yeah, there's no question. There's no question in my mind uh, that – that's what it was. And, and, but that also is, you know, cause you came from this, you know, we're the misfits. Yeah. And so then you find a gaggle of misfits mm-hmm. in theater and like, oh, these are, the these are my friends. Yeah. And I wish I, it's the one, it's, it, and I, I've got, I've got several regrets, but the biggest regret I have in life is that I didn't embrace that as much as I should have. Uh-huh. I still wanted the popular kids to like me. I still yeah. wanted to fit in. I still wanted to ask the pretty girl, the homecoming. And, and I wanted to do all of that instead of just going, this is your circle, right, dude. Enjoy right. this. Enjoy yeah. that that you don't love Bruce Springsteen the way everybody else does and that you like Chicago.
0: Embrace that instead yeah. of you know trying to fit in. Worrying about it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and making yourself feel less than or yeah, – Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, And
2: again, it's, it's, it's probably the, – the, it's probably the only regret I have from high school yeah. is that I probably –
0: should have embraced my nerd – what was nerddom then. Yeah, yeah. It certainly isn't nerddom now. It took me – I mean, it took me a long time because our school was so small and there wasn't real – there wasn't theater kids. There mm-hmm. was just like – there were kids that did sports that also did theater, you know, like that were in the plays. But I didn't even think they they scheduled the rehearsal so that football players could be in the plays. Right. You know? um, and so – and I – you know, and I was – a fairly popular kid, but I, but you know, towards senior year, I started to feel real miserable and not understand why I felt so miserable and just didn't fit in, you know, and I didn't even kind of realize it because I didn't know anything else. Right. And I went to U of I and was like, it was just sort of a larger version of a smaller mm-hmm. town, you know, I mean, it's very sort of. Champagne or better? Yeah, it's very, you know, it's very kind of. Middle of the road sort of existence, and you know, huge Greek system, all fraternities and sororities, and like I joined a fraternity out of just kind of like small townish. Like, well, I guess well, that's this what is you do. What you do when right. you want a social life, and kind of within months was like, what the fuck? This is I don't want a big cherry in my ass. Why am I doing this? Well, there, I made sure that there was no sort of hazing and stuff. All right, but there's still all kinds of judgmental bullshit, and it's, it's how long were you in the frat? I was only there two years and I joined my sophomore year. So only within one year. And I never lived in the place. And even like, the, you know, like during pledge week, we're supposed to sleep in the chapter room, which is, you know, the the sacred conclave, which is just some fucking piss smelling room (laughs) in the basement. Uh We're supposed to sleep on old mattresses down there. And like after the first night of just drunken assholes, because part of that week is – the, the elder ones, you know, the actives coming in drunk and let's go down and fuck with the pledges. Just turn on the lights and, you know, like ask, at, make us re- recite fucking shit that some sort of Baptist assholes came up with in 1906. You know, all the rigmarole, you know, mumbo jumbo about this this thing. And after the first night of that, I was like, fuck this. I'm going to sleep in my apartment. Yeah. And they were like, you got to sleep down there. I'm like, Nah. I got classes. I'm here for school. And then they'd be like, one day would be like, wear your clothes inside out. And I was like, mm, no. And, and it wasn't just me. It's not like I'm some super herbal. <laughs> like half of us were like, no fucking way I'm wearing my clothes inside out to class. No. And they'd be like, you have to. <laughs> <laughs> not <What>? gonna. <laughs> not gonna. And uh, so it was very toothless anyway. Yeah. And there were a lot of, and it was, it also mirrored my high school life, although I was not in the, in that there was a huge divide between stoners and non-stoners. Yes. And in high school, that was definitely, there were the burnouts and the jocks. No question. And I didn't smoke weed until I was out of high school. And just out of like kind of fear and weirdness and that's what, and I had a lot of friends that were quote unquote burnouts because mm-hmm. they were just, you know, kids. And some of them were on this fucking sports teams and shit. You know, they were like sort of tweeners. right? And, um, but at, in this Friday, it was definitely like all the guys that got high- Awesome. A lot of fun, really fun to hang out with. A lot of them live, you know, in, in their own apartments, go party at their house. It's great. And then the rest of them are all these, like, you know, chips and biffs with their yeah. fucking flipped collars, you know? And um, and I, you know, and, and I was like, this is not for me. And then I went to film school, a little bit more of a breakdown. Like, oh, okay, yeah, these are my weirdos. And then and when I get to improv, that's... That's when it's right. like, okay. So it t- it took a while, but I I have done – like I've thought about the same thing like for my daughter who's a very creative, funny person. And she goes to a, a really nice school here, but it's it's a regular school. And th- like there's a couple of arts high schools. Like there's a charter art high school downtown. And I really encouraged her to get involved with that because I had this – I had this feeling and I told her – the sooner you get around creative, you're going to be a creative person. I don't see you getting an MBA, right? You know, I don't see you becoming. A, dentist. To be a CPA, right? Yeah. So I just was like, I do think the quicker you get around a big group of creative people, the better. Mm-hmm. Just the better. You're. It, it's it's one of the few sort of. I'm. I try to be as hand. You know, like a, as non intrusive and like project my my wants and needs onto my kids, let them do what they want to do. But this is one where I'm like, I got a pretty good idea of who you are. I got a pretty good idea that it's similar to the way I was, and this is what I would have done or what I would, if I had to do it over again. Yeah. So it's the same thing. It's like get around creative people as quickly as you can, you know? Um I would say the same for my son, Oliver. It, yeah. as, as soon as he can get to that, yeah. Uh, the better as well,
2: because yeah, yeah. he's a funny, creative kid. Yeah. And uh, and luckily, his his gaggle of friends now are, are kind of these neat little, kind, sweet kids. My kids were
0: the same way. Yeah, the same way, too. But it, uh, uh, so it's... And my daughter has decided, no, she's going to stay where she is, and she likes where well, she is. She likes is. it, she likes and, it, it, right? and she's doing real well. She likes it a lot. But it was just... It was something I wanted to... You know, and this is to like a couple of years ago when they're struggling th- transitioning into teen years. Yeah, um, she's so. a what a freshman in high school now? No, she's a eighth grade. She's she's only grade. a year older than Oliver. I thought she was yeah. two years. No, nope. eighth grade. She's born in two thousand six. No, two thousand five. So but she's a little old for her class. You know what I mean? And, and Oliver's that- young for his. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So um, Mike's son, he's just smart, so he's in there a little sooner. Sure, I get it. Yeah, he's, he's a little well, just a little shy. Yeah, stubborn. and his parents are those kind that push their kid beyond what they should. Uh, we do not. Okay. I, I want a yes and your bit, but I will not, I will <laughs> not own, even, I will not own that one. You can't even fake it? Yeah. No, yeah. I cannot. No, I'm I, not either. I can't. I, I could never,
2: I, yeah. I, I, you know, my parents never did either, and maybe that's why I was a C student, But uh, yeah. and I'm being generous. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, But I don't, uh, I don't want to look at his report, at his grades every, what'd you get on that test? If if you got
0: a who he'll get an A on the next one. I've had, you know, I've had, it's been, it's been a a source of friction between me and my ex-wife through over the years of like, where she's like, you know, I'd be like, I got to pay attention to this school shit. Okay. You know, because A, my mother, my, my dad was not there. Right, My mother, it was like. Hey, go do you do your Did you do your homework? Yeah, I did it, Ma. Yeah, okay, that's it. And yeah. then like two times a year, a parent teacher conference, and that was pretty but, much it. But that was school back then. That was what it was. That's what. Yes. Yeah. And now, well, and because it is different now, it's like super into everybody. Yeah. But, I, but there was like a. <laughs> we, I would try and like oh okay, god I gotta be in this and I gotta and then you know it would get to the point where they're like they're doing long division and I realized I don't know how to do long division anymore at all I don't know how to do it so uh, sorry kids right you know find it, see if you can find it on YouTube I don't you know but I remember having uh, like kind of a, a conflict with Sarah once where she goes like I get the sense that you just don't really care about their grades and their That's- school and I was kind of was like yeah, you're right. I don't really. But I mean, because a they both are because I got good grades. Nobody was pushing me to get good grades. I didn't get A's. I got B pluses and A's, and I, with an entire career, you know school career of if he'd apply himself more. Yeah. And it's like, man, I'm applying myself way more than I want to uh-huh. to get these B pluses, and. So I was always kind of like, eh, I'm not that, eh, I'm not that worried. And, and you know, and and there, there was, I would never felt burdened by this, you know, they got to get into Harvard shit. I don't give a fuck. Go to community college. I don't care. 100%. They're going to be fine, you know, because they're going to be smart, creative kids. and Yes. And they, and I, you know, if this is, this is, and this is all predicated on knowing them long enough to know that they are self-sufficient. That they have a sense of standards that they maintain themselves for themselves. Like, my kids don't want C's. They want to do better. They want to excel just out of a natural sort of human urge. And we do encourage, you know, do a good job at whatever you're doing. Like, if you're going to do the dishes, don't do them sloppy. Do a good job. It's all part of the same thing. Can I interrupt? You don't have somebody that comes in and does that for you? Uh, The
2: children wash the dishes? You don't have help?
0: No, we don't have. I mean... And, for, and to be frank, most of the time I gave up that ghost and I'd be like, I don't want to fight with you. I'll just do the fucking dishes for myself. I don't have the energy, kid. We got a dishwasher. Oh, well, I mean, no. This is, I mean, load the dishwasher. I'm talking, I'm talking about Stan. He comes in <laughs> on a daily basis,
2: and uh, I go, how are you doing, Stan? Yeah, yeah. I hear him. You know, he hits the yeah, time yeah. clock, and yeah, yeah, yeah. He waits around for me. Yeah, you eat. put him
0: out in the yard because you don't want Stan in the house. Stan's not in. A, he's yeah, not yeah, in yeah. house. You got uh, a dishwasher. washer tub out there. Yeah, You yeah, got a
2: hose. Sure, sure. Right, he sprays I'll buy, those down by the creek in the back. He hangs them on a. He hangs the plates with the clothespins <laughs> on, clothes clothes on huh? <laughs> yeah.
1: Who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie? And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches.
0: But there's only one McCrispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you
1: know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at Tmobile.com/network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at Tmobile.com.
2: Can't you tell my loves to grow? I used to say, by the way, and this goes back to something you just said. That for me, high school was just the time until play rehearsal. Yeah, like it was just like I just didn't care.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, and
2: so if I was happy getting Cs, because I didn't care. Yeah, it's like I don't. I'm not going to be a mathematician. Yeah, I'm going to, you know, I, I, you know, I probably didn't know it subconsciously. I probably did. I'm going to be an actor. I'm going to be, yeah. be, you know, a, a, I, did, I don't know if I knew I was going to be a stand up. Right, but I knew I it would be in the arts. And so, to me, it was like I got to school at 9, and at at 3 o'clock, we're done. At 3.05, I'm in the theater. And it was like I was just waiting that time out. Yeah. Um, And then there were times where I would just not go to school. Oh, really? And my stepdad finally said to me, he's like, yeah, it's been a couple days in a row here, huh? Like yeah, you're making it. You caught me. Um, and then Linda
0: Deutsch he noticed you were. He, he noticed. Like, hey, it's Wednesday. Hey, you should. And this, you're here. You're here for you're, the third day. You still you're still here you? watching prices, right? Exactly yeah, right. Yeah.
2: Oh, oh, interesting that you know all the answers to Match Game. <laughs> uh, and Linda Deutsch, who came up earlier, was uh, who was the theater person yeah. and, and the English uh, person uh, who uh, I, I did have the opportunity to thank. Twenty plus years later, for her support and encouragement, yeah. Because um, I probably would, in a school that was all athletic based, I probably wouldn't have gone into what I'm doing without her encouragement. Yeah. yeah. Um, but she uh, she caught onto it too. And she was like, You know, you can't come to play rehearsal if you don't go to school. Because ah. I would just go, show up at 305. Right, right. And nobody's the wiser. And she's like, You know, you haven't been here for that. I'm like, Okay. Yeah. And so yeah. then I would just go there and I would wait it out. And, yep. and then, uh, you know, 305 would be play or speech team or, you know, whatever it was. Right, right. Yeah.
0: Now, when you get out of college, you go. I didn't go to college. Out, right, you didn't go to college. Got, I what I meant. You want to get out um, of high school? I ended up working
2: at, uh, I, at uh, in Brementown Mall in Tinley Park. Uh huh. I worked at Oranges Records and Tapes. Oh yeah. Uh, and then when I graduated high school, I that was a really good store. It, it was great. Yeah. My buddy Dave, who I'm, he was he was in my wedding. There were uh, there were a few of them. They were, there Oranges were Oranges was a chain. You had one yeah, in Aurora. Yeah. yeah. Um, and JR's Music Shop was the other one. The JR's and mm-hmm. Oranges were a chain. And um, I, I wasn't sure what I was going to do after high school. I knew I wasn't – I was. I, it was like, you know, I'm going to take a year off. Yeah. And then I got uh, promoted to assistant manager at JR's out in Lincoln Mall in Matteson, Illinois. Mm. And then I just kind of worked at record stores for a few years. Yeah. And then in 80
0: uh, – I guess two years after – was it two years? Yeah. No, were you thinking I'm going to try and audition in the city or anything? At this? Well, yeah, I ended up uh-huh. uh,
2: not at first because working at a record store was pretty effing cool in the mid '80s. Right. It right. was really cool. Yeah. And again, I found my missing And you're young, and who
0: gives a shit? Yeah. And yeah.
2: I got my Fiero. Oh, my I'm God. getting that puss you talked about earlier. Fuck
0: yeah. I mean, it was happening. Probably man. driving that Fiero right into the puss. Oh, are you kidding me? That was low and sleek. Oh, yeah.
2: So, uh, I then in '87 in '86. I went to Second City, mm-hmm. and I started the Players Workshop of Second City. Oh. Um, and, I'm, and the reason I did that was I did go, I went to an open call to be in Michael J. Fox's The Light of Day. Uh-huh. And a guy in line is like, got I hope this call doesn't take too long because I've got to get to Second City. And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, well, I take classes at a place called the Players Workshop of Second City. And I didn't know there were classes for that. I didn't understand. Uh-huh. I just thought, like— you're you're Robert Klein, yeah, and uh, and Bill Murray,
0: or you're right. you're not. You're born that
2: thing. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and he goes, oh, I take a class. He goes, why don't you come with me? So I came with him to the class. Right, I, I wish I could remember that kid's name. I'll never remember it. Right, He's right, a right. man now, of course. Right, well, and did he transmute you? No, he did not. Oh, okay. This was not. Uh, he wasn't uh, grooming me. I'm anyway.
0: sorry. Uh, nope, it was okay. Okay.
2: And I was like, hey, I'm going to do this. And uh, I talked to a woman who was ended up being my teacher there named Judy Morgan. Uh-huh. And Judy said, well, you know, new classes start, whatever, October 12th. Yeah. And I was like, I'm in. And so I went to Second City for uh, whatever that was, maybe six, seven months. Uh-huh. And then- in, How many levels of classes is that? Two levels. I did two. Two levels, okay. And I then moved to Pasadena to go to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. Oh, wow. So while I was at Second City- i auditioned to go to the academy okay so that's why i didn't continue I didn't at second that, city i didn't
0: know that that's what brought you out to california
2: then oh okay and then i i went i did one year at the academy and i uh, as i've said many many times i was an arrogant idiot where i these kids were fresh out of school so they're children i've been i'm, I'm, a, I'm a man i've been you out of school for two years and And I just – it was stupid. Yeah. And so I butted heads with all the teachers thinking I was smarter than them. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, admittedly, the Second City training kind of gave me – really gave me what I needed for what I wanted to
0: do. Right, right. And going and doing Shakespeare wasn't helping me. Also, too, I think when you do improv where you get on stage, you don't know what what you're going to say. And then you go to theater school and they teach you all this – make-believe you're a tree for 10 minutes. Yeah. So you're like, hey, I've already been on stage I, making things happen, telling stories. I've already you walked know? through Jell-O at Second City. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. A hundred yeah. percent. And so-
2: uh, so, but instead of embracing it and going, but you signed up for this. Yeah. Enjoy it. I would, I would, again, I, I, I butted heads. And so at the end of the first year, it was decided that, uh, uh, that I would not come back.
0: Oh, they, it was a mutual thing.
2: It was, uh, More maybe there. 70, 30 them. I see. I see. I would have gone back. Yeah. Because I grew up going, well, you go to college, you go to school and yeah, I would have yeah. gone back to the second year. Uh, but at my, uh, uh what do they call it? I can't think of the word, uh. If you're getting – if you're leaving a job or you're doing a last little interview, exit interview sort of thing. Exit interview, yeah. They said, uh, look, you're very talented. Yeah. This is not the place for you. Ah. Go back to Chicago and start doing stand-up. Oh, they said that to you? Yeah, a guy named – oh, what's his name? Bern Meyer. He's since passed away. Uh Bryn Meyer. He's since passed away. But he said,
0: that's obvious what you want to do. And so go back. Did go, you know that? Was that in your head? It or? was that. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, I had met Bob Fisher, who ran the Ice House. He came in. I was working at Warehouse Records in Pasadena. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you're really funny. You should do stand-up. And he goes, I, I own the Ice House. And he gave me his card. If you ever want to come by, do it. And I went there once and went into a panic and ran out of there. Yeah, yeah. Um, then went back to Chicago and did not go back to Second City, but I went back to managing record stores. And then I started working and doing some community theater. And then went to uh, – started working for MCA Records, uh-huh. uh, the record label, and then started doing open mics during that. Uh-huh. And then my boss – What do you do for MCA Records? I was a sales rep. Oh, okay. And So uh, you go around to record stores and – And I would say, hey, the new Tom Petty is coming out. How many do you want to order? Right. And um, hey, the new Tiffany's coming out or the yeah, Fine uh, yeah. Cannibals. Bobby Brown was big yeah. then. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, it's still, you're a salesman. Yeah. You might as well be selling vacuums. Right, right. Just different record stores. But yeah. it's the music industry. Yeah, yeah. So I'm hanging out with Elton John. Uh-huh. I'm hanging out with the, again, Tom Petty. Like I'm hanging out with, like, yeah. and at when that age. When they come to town, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. He wasn't flying me out. Yeah. You're uh, already fucking. Uh, <laughs> I was. I was already fucking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although that's, a, that's more A&R, but. Right. Uh, but I was that, uh, and I was only 21 years old, 21, yeah. 22 years old. And wow. I'm And I'm really the greatest job in the world
0: yeah yeah and
2: you know i'm getting free records i'm going to free concerts right but yet and you know this is well i do that hole wasn't filled and it was like this is great but i don't want to be a performer yeah and then i started doing the open mics and then my boss finally said to me it's obvious you're not paying attention to your job you know what do you want to do and then i said well let me think about it and he's like what and then the next day, uh, I came in and said, uh, "I'm I'm gonna I'm giving my two week notice. I'm gonna pursue stand up comedy." And they had all seen me recently. Everybody at MCA came out to see me at the barn of Barrington, uh, which was a comedy club at that time bombed miserably bombed, wow. bombed.
0: i mean bombed, like it's <laughs> that's that, great that they get to see that and you they know?
2: saw it and then monday a lot of avoiding eye contact yeah there yeah. he is hey saturday like pretending right, it right, didn't right. happen well you tried it was it was that yeah. like well good for him he's got a hobby right so when that morning when we had our, our our sales meeting and uh and everybody you know the everybody was in this office. maybe 10 to 15 people were in there and my boss said, uh, So before we get started, I just want to let you know the gym uh, uh, let me know this morning he's quitting to pursue stand up comedy. And it was a lot of looking down at the table going, That a boy, fulfill your dreams. That's what to do. <laughs> like they didn't, they just saw me suck. Yeah. So yeah. they had to be thinking, uh, What? what, Yeah. Why, why are you leaving this? And by the way, it was like a, Hundred thousand dollar a year job, it was a crazy, yeah, yeah, amount of money job, like especially at that age, yeah, which is why I was able to afford a Chrysler Bearing convertible, right? Exactly, um,
0: and living still living at home, and still living at home, too. So, like, yeah,
2: uh, Yeah, it's all gravy, and uh, which is why I was able to quit that and then make 150 bucks a week doing stand up, sure, because I had all of this savings for many years, yeah. I eventually then declared bankruptcy because my life, you know, took shit. But uh, but, (laughs) that is uh, funny. uh, (laughs) uh, But yeah, so I did did that, and then I started doing stand up, and then uh, you know, it's in fact, it's thirty years this year that I quit MCA. Oh wow! And so I've been doing stand up. uh, You know, it's been my living for thirty
0: years. Wow! Not a household name, but you know what? Yeah. yeah. So you never had another. You never had another job aside from warm-up at Conan, I guess. Uh, you know? But that's stand-up, you know? I that's mean, stand-up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's important. But qu- you never had any other job after that? I, my roommate, uh, Pat, at the time. Uh, Even after bankra- bankruptcy or, yeah.
2: Yeah, when yeah, we were roommates here. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I, I moved back out here in 95. Uh-huh. He took a job doing telemarketing to sell toner. Yeah. Uh, inks and toner. And he's like, Just come and do it, man. It's the easiest job in the world. Just come and do it. You know, you're here anyway, and you're not auditioning yet. And, you know, just come and we'll sit next to each other, make each other laugh. Yeah. And just come into it. So I, the day that I was going to do it, uh, he was sick, so didn't show up. So I show up for my first day of job uh, of being a telemarketer, sat down, I call one guy and I just went, Nope. (laughs) And then he was like, all right, time for a 10 minute break. And the boss lets everybody go outside to smoke. I didn't. And I just went outside and I called him up and I go, this is the worst effing job in the world. What are you doing to me? He's like, trust me, when I'm there tomorrow, it's a lot of fun. I was like, I don't think I can make it. He goes, you can make it one day. I go, I I don't think I can make it. And I I walked in, he's at his desk and I went, I'm out. And he goes, what? I go, I'm done. And he goes, "What? You're not even giving us a day." And I said, "No, I can't do this." <laughs> and he goes, "Well, I guess we'll send you your check, yeah, which was sixteen dollars, right, right, and that was it. That's the closest that I've had to a job. Wow. Other than quote unquote show business, yeah, yeah,
0: for thirty years. Wow. Yeah. One day,
2: sixteen dollars, not even two hours. Yeah, yeah,
0: eight bucks an hour. Ugh, what a pussy you are. Yeah. What a goddamn, ugh." Did you ever do telemarketing? No. It was the worst two hours oh, of my no. life. I actually, and this was at a point where I really needed a job. I was, I fucking sold my high school ring so I could eat. What? Uh, yes, at this time. What did the ring get? Like, what did that fetch? Uh, 40 bucks? Yeah, you know, it was gold. Yeah, something like that. Maybe, you know I mean? It was gold oh, and, oh. But, did you ever go back to get it? I don't give a fuck. Honestly.
2: <laughs> I say that. As a guy who just went through, my mom passed away, and I had to go through all of her stuff. Found my high school ring and went, "Oh, there it is," and then put it right back. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah. So I said it to you, like, did you ever go? Like, you don't care about your ring. No, why would no. he care
0: about his? And you know, and like nobody has them anymore. I don't know any kids out here who where there's a high school ring. But it was such it. a thing when oh, was I was growing a up, huge thing. Yeah, yeah. You get your ring. Yeah, but uh, but hey, at that time, I really needed a yeah. job, and I went and applied. There was this telemark telemarketing job in Chicago and it was like i it was my first experiencing with with it but now it's kind of a cliche when you see what well, they call like uh burn rooms oh, so, boiler, room. boiler rooms boiler N- rooms no for just like literally nobody had a de- had a desk they had a folding chair and a phone pl- and then just like Double stuck to the wall was phone jacks, like a wire with like a little bit of a, a conduit, kind yeah, of co- yeah. plastic conduit covering it around this empty office space. I think like the boss and one other person had desks. And then there was like a, a fold out, a folding table, you know, that you everybody ate lunch at whatever. But it was just phones and people sitting on the floor if they wanted to on the phone selling coupon books. And the the boss that told it to me, Who was just like such a fucking knob. And you can just tell that this guy is going to just be just awful. Just going to love being in charge. Uh, not me, in, but just is in loves being in charge of people and told me, gave me this whole thing about these, these coupon books. He goes like, he goes, he like, well, if you do use all of them, I guess you do. You know, there is some savings, but he goes, but that's not the point. Point is, it's like you want to get people who are susceptible to this kind of sales pitch. And he like tells me like, you got to, you got to like, first of all, First of all, you make them nervous. Like, you tell them, like, you don't have enough money to cover your, you know, couldn't you use more money? You make them nervous. Then you say, well, here's this thing that's, you know, gonna make everything different. And then you break them down again. And then you make them feel bad again. Like, but if you don't get this, you'll, you know, you'll be making all this. You know, like basically saying ma- man- manipulate? Yeah, manipulate old people on a right. roller coaster ride of fear and aggrandizement in order to sell them a coupon book. Yeah, I was like, oh, think about it. <laughs> As I drive way up Damon, I'm like, no fucking way! I, right. you know, I couldn't even take the job. So yeah. I, I mean, I well, I'm stronger than you. I know mm-hmm. you're just I, a stronger, I'm better honestly, person. you
1: than really, that.
0: you pushed through. Well, you just looked at your watch. I have, your stories are so <laughs> tedious. Oh my God! Um. Not according to the 12 <laughs> listeners that <laughs> tune into this. Well, thing. you're going to double it up this week, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I don't have to exist behind a paywall. Oh, that's one. That's one episode a week. Exactly. Well, actually, the paywall is actually good for you. Uh, that you that you can live behind a paywall. It is now. It is now. When we, uh, here's the thing.
2: Uh, when we started Never Not Funny, we did two years for free. Which, when did it start? 2006. Okay. And, and there was uh, nothing. There was a few, you know, uh, yeah. like a show out of the East Coast called Keith and the Girl. Another one called Dawn and Drew uh ricky gervais and the onion yeah and i and i think paul Tompkins tells me the super ego started around the same time Oh, okay um but as far as this talking yeah yeah. there weren't a lot of it right and so matt belknap who is my co-host now and and part a business partner for the last 13 years yeah came to me and said you don't want to make your ucb talk show into a podcast yeah and thank god i said yes yeah um and we just, uh, we did two years for free. Podcasting wasn't taking
0: off. Yeah. I mean, it literally was nothing. Yeah. And I kind and of- where, felt- at that point, was it on the internet? Did you download episodes? Oh, yeah. Same, yeah, yeah. same that you do now
2: uh, through iTunes or Apple. Oh, Pod- there
0: was there was a podcast area on
2: Apple. Yes. Oh, okay. There was. Um, and- uh, but it still felt. I, I, I say this to my. It still felt like I was doing cable access. Yeah. Like I felt like. I'm, but no. I, toiling in
0: obscurity. Toiling in obscurity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and like yes, you're doing it. A- because because it's a it's a, what you're doing is a radio show. Yes, it's as good as any fucking 100%. radio show out there. I, but you're not doing it for anybody. You're not on a radio station. You're, you're doing, doing yeah, it at, at, out at, into the ether and hoping
2: people enjoy
0: it. Yeah. And,
2: and luckily we had a following. It wasn't huge at the time, mm-hmm. but we had a following. And and so it was like I don't want to say we were doing it for nobody because th- you know these people are still with us. Like they've yeah. been with us from day one. Some of these folks. Um, and thank God they were there. Yeah. But after two years, I was like, Matt, why are we doing this, man? Why are we for everything you just said? Yeah, and I said, and he goes, I said, why don't we try to get paid for this? And 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 the internet told us you're dumb. This will never work. Right. So we went behind this paywall. And then literally we get behind the paywall and the podcast comedy boom happens. Yeah. And and so we go I from- I think that
0: was the first, when I was first on the show was right after you went behind a paywall. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Because um, uh, you, uh, you uh, that would have been- I don't remember years. I'm terrible at that. But,
2: well, we started- But of I remember, at the, I remember yes. at
0: the time being like, wait- why, why are we doing this? People, no, no. Just that like, wait, he does this- I kind of, you know, like podcast was still sort of like, oh, yeah, yeah, isn't it a radio show? sort of And then, oh, but he's getting people to pay, to subscribe? Yeah. Like, wow. And then I remember, too, at the time having a conversation with you where you're saying, like, yeah, no, I'm, uh, you know, like, I'm making money. And I was like, wow. We were, and we were making, still are, luckily, making money.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But again, the a lot of people, like, you guys are stupid, you're going to fail. This is yeah. gonna. And the one thing that they were sort of kind of right about is we just chose the paywall at the wrong time because then we went from battling for literally the number one spot on Apple iTunes, uh, which was The Onion, Ricky Gervais, and us. Yeah. We would rotate that top spot yeah. for depending on the week. And we went from there to then here comes Comedy Bang Bang. Here comes Mark Maron. Here comes all of these podcasts. And we just kept dropping down. And because nobody knew we existed anymore, because we put ourselves behind a paywall. Right. And by the time we then got out of the paywall, um, the market was pretty flooded. market's flooded. Yeah. And we still have a, a, a wonderful fan base. Yeah. And, you know, could it be bigger? Of course it could. Yeah, yeah. I also was able to buy a house. Yeah. And so, which I wouldn't have been able to do had I not gone behind a paywall. Precisely. Yeah. So it, it everything worked in our favor except that we kinda got passed by. Yeah. And I jokingly say that we're the beta tape of podcasting. And then yeah. here comes the BHS yeah. of Mark Marin. Yeah. Which is Betas better and more entertaining <laughs> and a in a truer format, but then here comes the VHS. Conan O'Brien, many years he well he's the Blu-ray, right? Like he's so far down, <laughs> he's the four K, right? Yeah, looks good. Yeah, well, what's he really saying? <laughs> right, where's the Beta yeah. tape? You take it off, this, you dust it yeah. off, you, lo- you love
0: it. It's still another superhero story. Big deal that you can see that all the pores in his skin pass. Yeah. Hard pass. Yeah, no. Sever that Hillary Clinton episode. (laughs) Oh, I thought you meant superheroes. Oh, no. I was was talking about Conan.
2: (laughs) Either way, you can see the pores. Sure. That's the bottom line. You can see the pores.
0: Well, now. Yes. Just to go back a little bit. When you're doing stand-up. Yes. Because you, I I would say, you are a crowd work guy. Yes. I was. uh, Here's, I'll, I'll. Interrupt- and I want to talk about the evolution of that.
2: Okay. Okay. Uh, and I thought that's so what you were go. gonna say. Yeah. Uh I don't know if you did you perform at the Roxy in Chicago at all? I I only saw shows there. I never did uh, shows there. That was the greatest place in the world. Yeah. You know, I came out of there, Matt Besser, Matt Walsh, Jim mm-hmm. O'Hare, uh
0: um, Dino Stamatopoulos, and Dino Andy Dick. Andy Dick. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um and uh, boy, some others. But
0: and we would all I think Jill Talley and, and Tom Kenny did shows there. Oh, maybe? that
2: I don't know. I think so, if but I may did, be wrong. I, I may be wrong, yeah um but Thursday nights was open mic yeah and it, you could come up and play bongos for your 6 minutes you yeah. could do stand up you could do a song it, it was a legit open mic that then because stand up beca- started becoming bigger it started right. started leaning more towards stand up yeah anyhow that's where that was our Thursday night and it was a place to grow and it was a place to um to just be you, and if you failed, nobody looked down their nose at you. They yeah. was like, "Oh, you and tried something six different." Minutes.
0: It's just six minutes. Yeah, but if you did
2: six minutes out in the at the the last laugh in Rosemont, uh, you might not get on the show the next week. I got gotcha. you. The Roxy let you fail. Yeah, and so because of that, I I was really free, and uh, and I would go on stage and I would basically improvise my entire set. Yeah, and I would be in the moment, not crowd work necessarily, just kind of right. be stream of conscious Richard Lewis sort of stuff, and. Uh, and I was a great open miker. Uh I was, uh, and, and I would sit and watch the other comics and they ended up calling me the comedy doctor because I would be, hey, you know that joke? You know, what if you did this? And we all kind of helped each other. And, and it was this great nurturing environment, the Roxy. Did Uh, you get a t-shirt made? Said comedy doctor? T-shirts,
0: hats, bumper stickers. Okay. Yeah, everything. I know. I just assumed. Buttons, refrigerator magnets. Continue.
2: Then. I, you know, I started hitting the uh, more and more of the suburbs, yeah. And I started getting doing
0: the same kind of thing, doing the same kind, yeah, of thing. because you were inspired to yeah. be f-
2: daring. And and I would be uh, look, I, uh, this is about to take a turn, and I would be great. Yeah, I was a great open micer, and I would go to there and and I would show up at the at, at the comedy cottage, and the guy would go, "Hey, you're great. Uh, you want to make money next week?" And so I started making money. Really quickly. Yeah. Um, in fact, my first open mic was October of '88. My first paid gig was March of '89, wow. which is quick in the open mic world. Sure. And then I quit my day job in July of '89. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So it all happened way too quickly. But what ended up happening when I started getting paid, I was like, "Well, now I've got to take this seriously. I can't just uh, go up and wing it like I've been yeah, doing yeah. it. Now they're giving you fifty dollars." You gotta be Paul Reiser, Jerry Seinfeld, Robert Klein. Yeah. Who I all I looked up to. Yeah. Uh, but that's not me. Right. And I started doing this really scripted act that sucked. Yeah. And uh I would then get now, it sucked. Did it really suck? Or oh, yeah. did people like it? Oh no. Oh, okay. It sucked. Okay. But I would be able to save it by being in the moment from time to time. If, yeah. If somebody heckled. Sure. Or if something happened, I would then be in the moment where, like, I would get big laughs. So, like, if you're the manager sitting in, a, in the office, you'd hear Pardo getting laughs. Yeah. You didn't know that there was silence before that. Yeah, yeah. Um. And then eventually, I, I think it was uh, 90, when was it? 92, 93. Yes, uh, New Year's Eve week of 92 going into 93. Uh, I had gotten so tired of people saying you're so much funnier off stage. You're so much funnier, you know. You in the moment is great, yeah. But your act, and I was like, and I would take it very personally because, like, but I'm making my living, yeah, being a comic. And they're like, yeah, but you're so much funnier. And so for whatever reason, Paul, my friend Paul Gamartin, who I've mentioned many times, he said it to me in a way where it finally clicked. Where I then on New Year's we on the second of uh, I made the decision to just go back to doing nothing improvising and doing crowd work. Yeah. And then finding the stories that way. Yeah, yeah. And I struggled for years, bombing miserably. Uh, one club in Michigan, the report back to the booker was, we never want to see that guy again. And luckily the booker liked me, so he sent me back there. And the report was, we told you, we never want to see him again. <laughs> um, but luckily I had this guy named Mark Colo who supported me, uh, who booked a bunch of clubs in Michigan. Yeah. And then a guy named John in Chicago who booked me. And then Bert Haas Zanies eventually. And they, le- they kind of let me find – Myself and yeah. and because I man I I'm not kidding I sucked yeah and then when I finally went back to you know improvising and being me on stage um, again I found so, it took some some footwork to do and to yeah, find yeah. myself
0: again but yeah I finally was able to. Do what I do now. How much was the transitional period Once you went beyond that New Year's Eve?
2: I would say 93 into 95. Oh, wow. Okay. It's like a two-year. Yeah, and, yeah. and some of that would be... I also had a horrible breakup at that time, yeah. 94. So I would go on stage, you know, very... Bill Hicks done Leary angry. Yeah, yeah. And just I got two words for you, fuck you. Like that was a punchline. And like and proud of it. Yeah, yeah. And go like eh, I found the goods <laughs> now, man. And just angry at the world because of this breakup. Uh, so that might have set me back a little bit, but it, that two years is where I really found what I was doing and then when I moved out here, uh luckily this guy Bruce Smith from OmniPop saw me on a showcase. Uh, Eric Fagan moved me out here. He he used to book the improv and he was working for CBS. And he's like, hey, if you move out, he saw me uh, in Detroit. He said, if you move out to LA, I'll manage you. And I moved out here. And then Eric quit the business six months later. Uh And luckily, though, in that time. He he couldn't take it anymore. He couldn't take me. Too much fucking pardo. Uh, This this whole business. This guy's so unscripted. I can't trust him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luckily, he had done a showcase. And this guy, Bruce Smith from Mommy Pop, saw me. And said, I think you're great, uh, and he signed me to, uh, in uh, July of 95. Uh, uh-huh. So, and I just – I moved out here in, in uh, early February of 95. Wow. So, um, luckily, that happened, and, yeah.
0: and here we are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, how many dates – do you still do dates? I do about one a month.
2: Yeah. And I do it really just to um, – Get out of the house. Yeah, Give Danielle a break. Well, I'm sure she sees it that way. Yeah, I, yeah. I would never leave the house if I didn't have to. <laughs> um, uh, there, it, why
0: don't you do some stand-up,
2: Jerry? Uh, oh, God, yeah. Could you give us, why you don't give you us a break the, from that Columbo impression? Why don't you go to Chuckles in Tempe? Uh, it's too hot. And that's what I tell her. <laughs> uh But, you know, it, my schedule got... I, I was going out probably two to three weeks a month uh, until i got the conan gig yeah yeah and then uh you know which you you know were very instrumental in getting me and yeah um, instrumental what, what, what is that am i not being am i not praising you enough no, am i not are, kissing your you ass you enough i no well done I, it for the past listen, decade
0: no, that was that honestly was one of the things that i was happiest about about that whole transition is that when they you know i came back to work for conan he was going to be on the tonight show and because i had been out here and none of them really had and not that i was like totally in touch with the scene or anything Mm -hmm. but i had worked on multi-camera sitcoms and had seen the gross fucking display that warm-up on those shows is right which is you know get up (laughs) Here's right. a T-shirt. Here's some more candy, yeah. you know. Get your uh, energy up. Get it up. And I was just, I just couldn't, it made my skin crawl to think that that was what our Tonight Show right. warm-up was going to be. Uh, and so they, uh, Jeff and Conan said, do you know anybody? And I said, you. And I, and uh, we, uh, I don't know that they even looked at anybody else, did they? Here's, here, what I love, and again, some of this is
2: self-serving, but what I love about this story is you and I knew each other. But we did, probably didn't even have each other's phone numbers. Like, no. we didn't know each other. No. We knew each other. Yeah. From maybe doing shows together at the UCB, that yeah, sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so when I got called to do the job uh, to, for the interview and I sat down with Mike Sweeney, he told – this is exactly what he told me. He said, um, hey, we used to have – Brian McCann used to run down from the writer's room, do the warm-up. Yeah. Now that we're at the Tonight Show, we don't want to do that anymore. Uh, and so we were talking about it, and Andy – And I was like, oh, I don't, I don't really know Andy. And I'm like, where's this? And he said, Andy Richter said, uh, well, the guy who can do anywhere from 10 minutes to an hour off the top of his head with the same sensibilities as this show is Jimmy Pardo. Yeah. And Mike said, so the job is yours if you want it. And I was like, I I don't know if I do want it. I don't know if I want to be a warm up. And he's like, and then he said, well, if you don't take it, we don't know what we're going to do. We're not looking at anybody else. You're the only, we looked at some clips of you on the internet. Conan said, that's our guy. Please take the job. Yeah, and I took the job.
0: Yeah, and so I thank you for that and because you again, were fucking great. Thank you. And I st- I miss you. Thank you. Miss you. Miss you. Miss you all the time. I look here's and what, it is a source of irritation that you're not here. Uh, I'm not going to go into it any more than that. Here's here's the hundred percent true. It,
2: it was yeah. time for me to leave. Yeah, you know I I ended up getting at that time I was hosting my show on Science Channel. Yeah, so I got my own show. Um, and the, the, the landscape had kind of changed in who was coming to the Conan tapings. Yes. It wasn't Conan yes. fans anymore. Right. As much as it was people that didn't get tickets for mom. Precisely. And that sucked. So all yeah. of a sudden, instead of doing my style of comedy in front of Conan
0: fans. Who are open to it. Who and, are open to it. And expecting it, yeah.
2: I'm getting audiences, and Conan and you, we're getting audiences that were – they just saw Mike and Molly. Yeah. So, why isn't this warm up throwing candy at right, me? Right. Why are we not doing a dance yeah, contest? Yeah. Why is he just being funny for 18
0: minutes? Right. No, thank you. Yeah. And also picking on me a little bit. Right. In a way that's not just like, you know, it, typical, you know? Yeah, that's actually funny and creative. Funny and, and, cre- and yeah. Thank you. And it isn't just like fill in the blank. Like, I'm going to find a guy with goofy hair and do my goofy hair bit. Never. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I had the same – I did have the same three jokes about turn off your phones and pagers. Yeah. uh, There's your exits and uh, earthquake. Like, I had the same three jokes for that that I would do every show. Right. And the rest of it was – Was just whatever. Whatever. Yeah. And – and I, ne- I literally, the only note I ever got, this is true, and I was there for seven years doing yeah. the up. The only note I ever got was Jeff and Conan and Steve Hollander, our stage manager, who's a great friend to this day. Uh, they called me in. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm getting fired. They go, hey, listen, we were talking about the warm uh, warmup. Uh, uh, what do you think if we uh, have you go out five minutes earlier and you do 18 minutes instead of 13 minutes? Okay. Yeah, yeah. That was the only note. Yeah. I was ever given, except the one time at the Tonight Show when you yelled at me, um, and you may not remember this. I don't. Uh, I some guy, some guy was laughing in the audience, and I still was trying to still finding my footing at the, at the Tonight Show. Was on, I, I was good at it, but I wasn't good at it yet. Yeah. I got really good at it with TBS. Yeah. Because I wasn't a warm up. Yeah. So one show was going very well, and a guy's just laughing like crazy. And he goes, and I said, thank you, sir. And he goes, he goes, you're great. And I go, you're fucking right I am. And there was never a rule that I shouldn't swear. Yeah, yeah. But it was always like, it's the tonight show, dude. You wear a suit. Yeah, you don't yeah, swear. Yeah. Have some respect for the, for the, for the, uh, uh, I don't want to, or Institution. Institution. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, No, I But I came off and you go, dude, you, you can't be swearing. And I said, I go, oh, I just, it just slipped out. It's not a big deal. like, yeah, they're not going to like that. And it ruined my fucking weekend. Oh, really? Oh, man. Oh, I'm sorry. It ruined. I called up Mike Sweeney. I said, hey, man. I, I said, I swore today. He goes, yeah, who cares? I go, well, Richter seemed to, he's like, you don't think he was busting your balls? He go, I don't think he was busting my balls.
0: And I wish I could remember because I don't know. If I, if I wasn't busting your balls- it was, I, I would, and now I wouldn't care, you know, like now say whatever the fuck you want. I mean, we swear on the air now. Right. Because it's just, but you know, that's, it's whatever, nine years later, or uh, 10 years later. And it wasn't, the, I think maybe it was the notion that it was the Tonight Show. I think show. it was, and by yeah, I don't yeah. think you
2: were wrong. Yeah. But it, it, it was like, well, dude, I'm not making a habit of this. I'm yeah. not, I'm not going out there and, and being Dice Clay. I, right, I literally, right. it was like. I, quite frankly, was thrilled the guy
0: liked me. Yeah, yeah. And he was yeah. like, you're fucking
2: right I am. Yeah. And, and then to, to immediately walk off and, and be, not, not yell that, but kind of reprimanded. Yeah. It was like, oh, and it was on a Friday, so uh, I couldn't even get back
0: to work the next day. Uh, uh, oh, well. You're too fucking sensitive. That's the main thing. <laughs> Coming from you. <laughs> Coming from you. What is that supposed to mean? You know exactly what it means. How fucking dare you. Um, but I do um, –
2: listen, all, all ball busting aside, I, yeah, yeah. the fact that you threw my name around for that job, and it was for seven years, and, and, and to circle back, it, it, if they if they came to me tomorrow and said, do you, want, do you want to do this again? I'd be back here in a heartbeat. Oh, really? Because I love everybody here. Yeah, yeah. I like the – Same here. I like it's, the yeah. family of it. Yeah, yeah. And, and I never felt – I never – that's not true. Towards the end, I felt like, oh, God, I'm going to work. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, things had changed. But I never. I looked forward to coming here because yeah. I got to see you. I got to see again Steve Hollander. Yeah. Even though Cone and I would literally have ninety seconds a day together, for that ninety seconds, he's making me laugh. I'm making him laugh. Yeah, yeah. And Sweeney and 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 I become great friends with Todd Levin and Dan yeah. Cronin, the writers, and Lori Kilmartin and Josh Comers, who used to be here. Yeah. I loved coming here. Yeah. You know, uh, the only person I never really clicked with was Will Becton. <laughs> <laughs> And I never
0: really clicked. Actually, Will was yeah. Will was the oh, cameraman. You mean, you mean the Sphinx? <laughs> yeah.
2: Will was the uh, cameraman and editor of the the Pardo Patrol, which oh, was the right, web series right. I did when exactly. I was here. And so Will and I got to work. Will's together engineering
0: a bit. this again. Yes.
2: For yeah. He's on three. the yeah, dials. Yeah, we got yeah. it.
0: Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, well, I I'm I I am oh, 100 with you because it's like. The show is the show, and it's fun. And at this point, it's you know kind of fallen off a log. And, and I enjoy doing it, and I make a nice living. But if I didn't like these people, right, I wouldn't be here. Right, I wouldn't still be here after all these years. But it's just the night. It's a really really nice place to work. Well, you know, to that I mean Jennifer uh, Samples, who's in the room with us
2: as well. I mean, yeah. she was witness to it. I walk in, and here's cameramen hugging me. And, yeah. and 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 the security guy Jim is like, Mister Pardo, good to see you. Yeah, and and. and, and not, not, and this is what I always liked about the Conan world. It's never show busy bullshitty. Uh-uh. No. And, I, and I think it's because most people came from New York yep. and then became part of Hollywood. And
0: also too, and I've seen this elsewhere, even if you are show busy bullshitty, when you come into a genuine place, you gotta fucking conform. You gotta conform. You gotta be, you can't yes. be a fucking phony because you just, nobody puts up with it.
2: It's, and like when we're done here, I'm going to go up to the writer's floor I'm going to make my rounds and you know play some grab ass and yeah. and, and and and
0: see and some be people.
2: escorted out.
0: Oh, meet in a few
2: minutes. Oh yeah, Jim hugged me, but he yeah, knows yeah, the yeah. rules. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, Jim, your your, yeah. your pass expires. Well, at, at yeah, noon.
0: I'll, I'll give you seven minutes. Oh, okay. That's
2: what he says. <laughs> Gather up my box, my belongings, like yeah. I did the day when I left here.
0: <laughs> oh jeez. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh yeah. But and then you rode away on a leaf down a stream. Oh my five? Yeah, a little bit. Is that the name of that mouse? Uh, yeah, yeah. I get it that is. right? It is. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, got, I misspelled the word earlier, and
2: I'm going to be in my head about that the rest of my life. Oh boy, that's the second thing you've, you've ruined. Rela- you ruined my you've weekend. It's relax. only Wednesday.
0: Jesus Christ! You ruined my weekend. What's your plans for the future, Jim? I don't know. Hey, Jim. <laughs> hey, Jim. You got some plans? Jim? Yeah. Listen. Second question. <laughs> Where are you going? Uh, you know, I got a new web series. I did not know. that. I got that. a new web series called Jimmy's Records and Tapes. Okay. Oh, I do know that. Um, I do know that. Yeah, yeah. Where uh, because you're because you have an encyclopedic knowledge of music from, that people don't care about, and from that era. <laughs>
1: yes, yes. It is. You've
0: nailed it. It yes, is yes. that. Um, and so, but it is a deep, a deep interest to people to whom it is an interest, it and is. there are people, yes, who are who love it, you know, and uh, and who love. Well, I mean, I'm sitting in front of the biggest one. The people that just we'll talk all day about Eric Carmen B-sides. You know, you bring up Eric Carmen. That guy is. Uh, oh, I know he's, he's in a, a Twitter feud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Twitter feud with our
2: friend with uh, Chris- Steve Van Zandt. Steve Van Zandt. Yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah. And I think my friend Chris Regan is also fighting with him. <laughs>
0: um <laughs> i haven't seen it but i just heard you know oh, you know what it is it's nils lofgren it.
2: it's nils lofgren that's having the real fight with him oh wow and then steve van zandt tra- tried to come in to be the you know ah, hey nobody's fighting anybody yeah, here yeah yeah you know, they're,
0: they're fighting steve. oh they're fighting yeah
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. uh uh anyway the, just so i can get this out uh every every week uh G-G's records of tape is i i start i do a different year yeah we started in 1975 and i talk about an album uh, and I go into a little bit about the album, but it's more about how that album had an impact on my life. Yeah. Uh, for instance, this week is 1979 and I talk about Get the Knack. Yeah. And again, I talk about a little bit about the knack, but it's more about how it's the first time I got the second base with a girl. Oh. Um, and so the story is about that and just, uh, or like uh, 1978 was about Chicago and how it was important to my dad and my mom. And, uh, and so it, it's, it's that. Yeah. And you can get that at youtube.com slash never not And um, it's 10 minutes yeah, and uh, you know it's not never not funny. It's not this. It's not it's not just riffing. It's, right, right, right. You know it's a little more scripted than I'm than I usually do. And yeah, history's on my side that when I'm scripted, I'm I'm at my best. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> um, uh, I like it. It's it's a little something different th- sure. for me, and and I like it. And 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 it speaks to exactly what you just said. It is a an era of time and a era of music that yeah. is very specific. But if you like my stories, you don't
0: you don't care that it's about the knack.
2: Yes, it's about the the, the human engagement. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Well, I will actually check it out. I, and that's not the sort of thing that I do. Um, but I will.
2: People that – I've heard that from people that are like, you know, I'm not a big podcast guy, but I enjoy this. Yeah. In fact, our, your, our own uh, – your stage manager, Steve Hollander, yeah, uh, texted me and he said, I'm loving Jimmy's records and tapes. It's it's like you're just talking about your life. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what I'm doing.
0: And that's great. With the excuse of the album yes. as the as the launch pad. Well, I'm sure that also, too, I, I'm sure that you can relate to something that I've been finding as I am, you know, sliding into my dotage – Is that I don't give a fuck. I want to do things that I like doing. I just, you know, for me, it's now about whatever I'm doing, am I enjoying myself during the time that I'm doing it? You know, unless it's got a nice check attached. That's that's you know, I'll do yeah, I'll do anything for a check. I'll I'll do anything for a good check. I've seen oh boy will I ever damn (laughs) (laughs) Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> and vigorous, but
2: you know that's what this is. Podcasting should be that. Yeah. When, when I hear now that hey, I'm doing a pilot uh, for a podcast at blah blah network, I'm like, you're doing a pilot? Yeah. What the f are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. Again, I'm I, I'm the first guy in, so the I, idea of a
0: pilot is crazy. I understand I hear, it's I changed. Heard, I hear things like where, I, I, because I, I, I don't, I, I'm not exactly sure the details. So I'm loathe to say the people, one of the funniest people we know. Just worked up a pilot for a scripted podcast and got turned down. F you. Un and I mean, this is this is truly one of the funniest people we know. And we know a lot of funny people. I know seven. Yeah. <laughs> and it sounds like this guy's in that seven. Yes. Or this woman? Yes. And and I that just blows my fucking. But see, mind. here's
2: the beauty of podcasting. Then do it yourself. Yeah. You do it
0: yourself. Yeah, right. You don't need it. You don't. Here's the, the big secret: of podcasting. You don't need a network. I know. I know. Well, I mean, like Dak Shepard is a perfect example of that. He just like had he's some famous, ta- though. He's famous. Yeah, but still. But uh, honestly, and and he's a friend of mine. So I mean, I you know, he's a lovely person. He's a talented guy. He's an interesting guy. He's a good talker. And he's like, ah, I'm going to do this. And he just does it himself. Right. Through no organization. I had to get some, I can't do, I wouldn't do all this shit myself. I can barely fucking get the dishes done by myself. And he just like, yeah, I'm going to do this thing. And bang, zoom. It just takes off. Yeah. And at and, and that's not just because he's famous. You know, I mean, he could have done a really boring the fucking podcast. initial splash because he's famous. Absolutely. Let's not dismiss that. Absolutely. But you got to follow through and he follows through and he's yeah, selling yeah, out yeah, yeah. live. So it's like, yeah, you can do that. And you can also, you don't need any sort of you know any sort of structure around you you don't need the structure around, but you could yeah. use the back end is for for advertising yeah and, and absolutely that sort of, stuff. of course of course
2: and if it's if it's like you where you like the idea of just showing up and talking and you've got a will beckton and a jennifer Sample putting it together for you then you need that yeah and so that's where a network is good for you yeah yeah so i'm not putting down networks i'm on a network yeah yeah uh i'm on i think the same network yeah earwolf yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not part of the team,
0: Coco, though, because you know I left in 2015. Right, right, right. No, you're persona slammed, non they grata. slammed that door. Yeah, yeah. I actually had to tell them the powers that be that Don Pardo was coming in today, he said, and nobody caught on that. That man's dead. Hey, it doesn't matter. They're, they don't. They're not detailed you got their head up the They're on Conan O'Brien. Yes, I get it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't worry about it. it. It's all about. But yeah, that. no. If, I, if they found out, I let you in the building. Jesus. So I shouldn't go to the second floor. Mm, they, they, they're all cowards. safe over there. They're all cowards. You could go right up to Conan's face, <laughs> and be like, "Hey, buddy," and he would—he wouldn't call. You know, he'll—you don't think you would do anything? Oh, he'll—he'll he'll, like have security chase you, mm. but you'll already be off the lot. You know, okay. and it'll just—just just to make him feel good. All right.
2: No, I'll give him that
0: thrill later. Then. <sighs> all right, Jim. Okay, pal. Good Th- to see you. Third question. Oh, we're. Yeah, yeah, you got it, yeah, Wait, I thought that was the third. No, the second was, where are you going? Oh, what's three then? The third is, what have you learned? From this? No, from your life. I mean, do you Perfect. have a big philosophy that what, you, that like, you know. You know what? The one thing I will say is be true to yourself.
2: I know that's cliched. Yeah. But as a guy, and I told you about it, who was himself as an open micer, then changed to try to conform, and then finally found himself again. Yeah, yeah. I would say that across the board. And I say it to my son. Don't yeah. Don't worry about those two idiots. Right. That are making fun of you. Focus on the people that care. Be true to yourself. Don't yeah. conform to, so that those two like you. Or in comedy, who cares about the table that's not laughing? Although we all are drawn to that oh, table, oh, all we look. We're at. all drawn
0: to that. Nah, if there is a face in the crowd that's not laughing, they hated me. That's my guy. I'm of course. fucking zeroed in on that. And fucker. because I'm in the moment as a stand-up,
2: yeah, yeah. I, I then try to win that guy over. Oh yeah, instead yeah. of the 499 other people right. that are loving you. Yes, yes. So did that just? I, and again, I know it's. I know it's a. It's a,
0: you know, a, a pillow. Stitching on a pillow. I but, know, but I know. honestly- But it's stay true. Stay true to who you are. Yeah. Do you find that you- Are you able to do that in your personal life with your friends and with your family and your loved ones too? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for better or worse. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But- uh, I mean, now, does that compromise compromise? You know, like if, if you're in that way, is that something no. that you come across? No.
2: No, I've compromised a lot in my life. Yeah, yeah. I still have the need to for, to make people happy yeah, and, and do like too. me. Yeah, I do too. I still I don't want anybody ever mad at me.
0: Oh, I don't. Um, yeah. But you know, I uh, even when I even when I am in situations now where I'm like I'm being taken advantage, and I'm going to speak up for myself, and I know 100. Uh, I I'm in the right, and I and the way that I stick up for myself is polite and within reason yes. and and respectful, it still burns a fucking hole through my stomach for two days because I might have upset someone. 100%. Yeah. It burns by a hole in my stomach for the two days leading up to it. Yeah, yeah. Then I finally have the
2: courage to do it in the kindest, politest way. Yeah, yeah. And then for two days, I'm worried about, yeah. Okay, is that okay? Yeah, right? yeah, Talk to Danielle, my wife. I said this. Yeah. Well, that sounds great. Okay, but, but couldn't it be taken this way? Yeah, yeah but yeah, it wouldn't yeah. be because you said it like that.
0: Yeah. Although I do have the, cap- the capability to- Yell at a Jimmy Pardo and say, "Hey, you can't swear," you know, or it ruined my weekend. <laughs> <laughs> it ru- or, or also quite seriously, I do have the ability now to say no or to like be like, "Hey, no, fuck that." It's not going to, you know, and especially around here, I find in producing comedy, I don't take a lot of time to to hold someone's hand and go like this is a really great idea but I really think that it might it's just like nah it's not working yeah and you going to get over it we'll you know yeah. yeah yeah and then, and then so it's more compartmentalized where in that kind of thing I will occasionally be a little too blunt, uh, blunt about stuff or I'll say something about a bit in front of the person that wrote it without realizing that's the person that ah, wrote it yeah. and then be like oh sorry buddy I was you know yeah I, I didn't realize that was your baby that I was calling hideous <laughs> Um, but yeah, but I agree. You know, uh, gotta be yourself. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you'd be lousy at being anybody else. Mm. Seriously, who, who, who? Lyle Wagoner, Who the hell are you going to be? Well, he's got he's got that Winnebago uh, oh, he does. business. So maybe, Star so maybe wagons. Yeah, that is
2: true. Right? Are they Winnebagos? They guys. Well, of, they're, they're, they're trailers. trailers. They're trailers. Yeah, There's he has a, a trailer
0: business. Yeah. Uh, no, nobody. Anybody that knows who Lyle Wagner is knows this that listens to this is gonna know, oh yeah, he's Star Wagon. You brought him up. Even if in your Lincoln, fucking Nebraska, you know, oh yeah, Star Wagons. So Thank you for having me. Listen, this is really like I said, it's I, to borrow a part of it's been a joy. Thank you. It's, it's been a joy. It's been a and it, joy. Yeah, uh, thank you for finally asking me the
2: rage I had in me about not being asked to be on here.
0: Well, I mean, come on. I know. I'm the king. You don't want to buy I get, the king. No, 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 no. That's oh, not what I not mean. I got to go with the splashy names before I get to, like, you know, the Sh- nostalgia Josh Gombleman. <laughs> I pick him because he's this the is, nicest guy this in This is world. what I wanted. I wanted to get to the point where he shits on previous right. guests of this show um, just out of, you know, the bigness of his heart. And I, uh, to be clear, I picked the one guy I know that's I know.
2: obviously for humor. I know, I know. Because he is brilliantly funny and- your word's not mine. The
0: nicest guy yeah, in the world. Yeah. And if you, uh, but uh, the minute these mics are off, I want to know who you're really pissed about. That you've had on? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sure there's somebody. Oh, uh, I'd I- would have to look at a list. I can tell you. There's probably I could, five. You know what? I, prob- I could probably pick them. All and right. And let you know who they are. All right. Just, I'm like, yeah, I bet you're really pissed that mm, that was on, you know? That guy made the cut before me, huh? huh? Yeah. Interesting. But I'm here You were on, you were on, uh, you know, I'm not- th- what does it matter? You are on a long list that uh, they are like, who that, do you want? you finally on got to the bottom that, uh, of? No, no, no. Who do you want on the show? I make a long list and then people whittle away on it. Because you know me, I'm not a real hands-on kind of guy. Yeah. Tell me when to show up. But I am really thrilled that you are. I'm thrilled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thrilled. And, uh, you know, another probably you back in six months when this thing really tanks and no one wants to be on it. See you in a half a year. All right. Love you, Jimmy. Love you. And I love you, listeners. uh, And we will uh, be three-questioning with you next time.
1: in association with Earwolf. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered.